everyone, welcome back to Player to Player, our weekly gaming talk show here at Nerdy Northerners. I'm your host, Jake, and I am always joined by welcome, uh, uh, welcoming co-hosts. We have a new one with us this week. Uh, I'm going to obviously introduce the two current ones that uh, are more familiar. You've seen their faces here. You've heard their voices. Danny and Wes, how are you guys? Hey, buddy. How's it going? Feels like forever since we did the show, literally two weeks ago. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? It's been forever. Thanksgiving, and then we had some on and off scheduling where we, a few of us couldn't make the one night. And I think it's been like close to like two or three weeks, so uh, had a bit of a had a bit of a pause there. But in the process, we went about getting a fourth that is going to be joining us uh, every Monday. It's Bella too. Hey, Bella too. How are you doing? <laughs> doing good. How are you guys? We're doing great. This We're is, doing good. I'm good. I'm good. Right. It's, it's great We're to have you here. You yeah, it's great to have you here. It's very exciting. You've uh, see so you do a lot of Forza streaming, so you do a lot of other streaming, and uh, obviously big in the gaming community, growing there. So it's great to have you a part of our talk show here, our gaming news show, where we go through the gaming news of the week that you don't want to miss. And there's a lot. Are you guys ready for this? There's there's a few doozies in in this in this list you gave us earlier. <laughs> there's a few that I missed. Get through them. Yeah. <laughs> So let's let's begin with something light and easy. I think Fall Guys is something that if we haven't played it, we've at least seen it. It's joyful. It makes us laugh and all those good things. But there's a Sonic skin that's been added to the game. And I have to say that I'm rather disappointed in this Sonic skin. It's it's fucking hideous. I don't <laughs> like it. How are they gonna make it cute though? Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. One body form and one body form only. I it's, think it's you're putting a Sonic like a costume on a bean. Like, <laughs> I don't know what you want. Danny, he, wants it, he wants it better. Danny, you're a big Sonic fan. Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. I, yeah, like you said, I'm a huge Sonic fan, so yeah, of course I've seen it. To um, me? Yeah, I, I think it looks amazing, man. I, I, I agree with the others. What do you want from it? Oh, it what are you missing? It just reminds me of the Sonic movie. You know, it's just like, it's it's distorting Sonic. It'd be like Are we talking it, about the the first design or the actual redesign. Oh, we're talking about the first one. We're talking the first one. It, it, it's kind of in like that category for me, where it's just I don't know. I, I can't get over the Sonic. It's just, it's too ugly. It's too ugly. And there's so many of them. I was playing I was playing Fall Guys last night, and I got my golden crown, first golden crown. So uh, nice. right. I haven't even done that yet. We, you, you gotta join me. It's uh, we got it. We 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 can all do this together. It was my first after like thirty hours, but uh, I've gotten second a bunch of times, just not able to close the deal. Dude, I'm looking at I'm looking at the skin right now. It's like, what do you want from it? Honestly, yeah, I, I think it looks. Fine. <laughs> what do you want from it? It no. looks exactly like it should. Shouldn't exist. <laughs> Make it something else. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no, that's fine. No, I. I think maybe the uh, the thing it's missing you're missing the actual nose right so it actually looks like it has a face like sure the, the whole hedgehog part like the nose like you know. <laughs> he's just, just overall disappointed yeah just yeah. yeah no he's sad he's saddened by the news of uh of poor if you have if you have that skin on does it add any animations like if you don't move does he just start like tapping his foot and staring at the screen nope that'd be amazing oh oh just man i'd love that yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just blue suit with a mohawk. Well, see, Draven, it. Draven just said right now, he's like, what do you want from it? Go faster than the rest of the group. I, I like <laughs> yeah. Draven right there. He's a smart guy. Right? He is a very smart guy. He is a very smart guy. 
It's uh, like I know him. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> paying him, aren't you? Under the table, yeah. slide a few yeah, bills. We... He's probably he's probably the I Sonic uh, fan group. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on from Sonic there, and uh, I'm not really familiar with this company. Uh, I'm hoping Wes, you're going to be able to help me out. Danny, maybe you'll be able to. Level Five has reportedly ended their North American operations. Yeah, I can help uh, you with that one. Danny, take it away, buddy. All right, so Level Five is a small publisher. Uh, who made some amazing games. Um, of course, the reason why we're not getting any more is because they're not as successful as they are in Japan uh, due to it being more anime-based game. Um, but Nino Kune is what they're most famous for, that okay. they've done Nino Kune 1 and Nino Kune 2, uh, both amazing games. Uh, very uh, Studio Chubli, if you like those types of films. Uh, animation's beautiful. It has a great story, at least from what I've played. Uh, of course, that's subjective to everyone's different opinions. But um, yeah, so it, it's a company that did a lot of smaller games. They've done a lot of games for the 3DS uh, and uh, previous games too. They they were known a while back, but uh, um, they're leaving the marketplace because, like I said before, and we, we said it before in the stream, uh, or should, I should say show, uh, basically that's these games don't make as much of a hit as they do in Japan, which is not shocking. Yeah. So is, now, does this mean that they're just not bringing games out to North America anymore? Pretty much. I mean, do like outsourcing, like eight four localization or something like that. That'd be nice. Cause I mean, they're, they're responsible for some of my favorite, like PS2 RPGs, mm -hmm. like dark cloud, dark cloud two. Mm -hmm. Those games were awesome. Uh, I always confuse them with factor five though. The star Wars, yeah uh group but uh but yeah it's that's that sucks to see that we're not going to get any more of their games this side yeah so far from what they said they are completely abandoning states side mm. it, it is really unfortunate to see any company have to cease operations like that and obviously that's a loss of games now coming to a market belt have you played any of those games before yourself no i haven't so that's why i'm like i'm just gonna sit here quietly and just nod <laughs> my head yes <laughs> you definitely gotta try if you like if you like qt style games like the one you talked about with us you'll love those those are really good all right i'll have to check it out yeah. I, i'm honestly right there with you i haven't played any of them but the, as soon as you said nino kuni i've obviously seen that game being a, a game store manager i've sold so many copies of that mm -hmm. playstation 3 playstation 4 and yeah kind of surprised not going to be seen that around anymore but yeah, that is. one was a big push for them nino kuni one like they, they worked with studio ghibli on that one did they not yes they did the first one the second one yeah they didn't, but the first one yeah mm -hmm. so that was that was a big big push for that company and mm -hmm. I, I mean i i thought it did well enough that that at least they got a sequel out of it but i guess just just the sequel just wasn't able to to continue that trend well, with the popularity, they actually created, uh, well, worked with uh, Netflix, and they actually uh, they did an animated film, which is absolutely incredible. Oh, um, but yeah, they uh, they pretty much have no thing to be in the state side, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It looks Too like bad. they began laying off the majority of their employees in 2019. So it, it was yeah. a it, it was something coming, but fortunate nonetheless. Uh, something else, uh, another big, uh, big thing that went on, not necessarily with any gaming, not having anything to do with gaming in general, but Nintendo got involved, so we're going to mention it. Uh, Nintendo's been known to be very aggressive with their IP, 
and this time they have taken it to another level. Bing. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo sues a TikTok influencer, uh, Pokey Princess, also uh, uh, OnlyFans star. I guess you could potentially go the adult entertainer uh, route. Uh, they have sued her and uh, sued her due to the Pokemon branding merch. That's pretty big. I mean, she has a TikTok following of 1.9 million followers. I've heard her name. If you if you see who it is, you've probably seen images of her out there, either on Twitch. She's a big Twitch streamer. Or, obviously, over the OnlyFans, you may have seen her or anywhere else. Um, what do you guys make of this? Bella T, what do you make of this? That's, that's a big thing to come at her. So, like, I'm sure they must have a case if they're going to like come at her legally but i don't i don't know much now i'm like kind of curious i'm like i'm gonna have to look at hold on here <laughs> wes have you i mean have you ever heard of developers publishers going after uh other cosplayers other stars that even so much as have a little bit of name like she's pokey princess i mean yeah there's pokemon but is that like a pure pure pull off of pokemon uh, I mean, I've never seen it in terms of, like, the cosplayer thing. Um, I, I've definitely seen some companies do some weird stuff. Like, reading this story, uh, it sounds like she was selling some some Pokemon-themed merchandise, mm-hmm. um, which is definitely going to get you into, tr- into trouble. And Nintendo is not hesitant to, to call in the lawyers and, and get on you for that stuff. Um, it, it, they've done it with uh, with... Uh, ROM sites and that kind of thing. They they did that with uh, Emu Paradise a couple years ago and and shuttered that that site. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I've seen other I've seen other companies do like weird stuff. There was the the dude that was selling his sealed copy of Fallout, uh, Fallout Three or Fallout Four or something mm-hmm. like that. But that went after him and and they they basically tried to shut down his sale of his. Uh, of his game because he was selling it as new because it was a sealed copy of the game. And they said, you can't do that. You can only sell this as used. You're not a licensed seller of Bethesda products. And so he, he was like, so if I open the game, can I sell it? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. That uh, makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. It, it like, it, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's weird stuff like that that goes on, but in in this case, it sounds like Nintendo might have had a legitimate thing to go after her. I I, I haven't actually seen any of the the merchandise that she that she was selling. Yeah. But if she was using that imagery, then th- you know you're you're kind of getting into some some dicey territory there. She now goes by Digital Princess, and there's a quote of her in a video that she released explaining her name change, and it's the following: She said, "Nintendo doesn't want people to think I'm in any way, shape, or form affiliated with them, or that I have a partnership with them." And it all comes back to me being an adult entertainer. I mean, I can definitely the name understand. Here. I. Uh, well, it's the pokey. I think is the big thing. It's that, sure. and I can understand. Maybe it really does have to do with the fact that there's Nintendo, and Nintendo doesn't want when the kids type in Pokey in the Google. Pokemon and spell it wrong, and you know, and, yeah. the The name change is a weird one. Forcing her to change her username is is weird. 
and I mean, yeah, that's why I, I'm wondering if it has less to do with like an actual physical. I mean, there was mention of some physical merchandise, but I wonder if it really comes down mm-hmm. to our OnlyFans account and like the this adult entertainment side of it is it's kind of mentioned several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her apology, um, uh, she says, uh, I want to make it clear that I'm not trying to play the victim in this situation. I only hope to be somebody uh, people can learn from and not make the same mistakes I did. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't really know what yeah, else I, to say. Yeah. Like I, I can understand Nintendo going after for the for the merchandise, assuming that it was you know pretty blatantly Pokemon themed uh, or inspired. Um, if it was straight up the imagery of Pokemon, then I could understand. Like yeah. they're they're gonna say like, hey, yo, you can't sell stuff that's that's our brand stuff, right? But yeah. Yeah, the username the username thing seems like maybe a step too far. I understand that. Yeah, they don't want to have maybe an adult entertainer that that's associated with that. But I mean, that that seems like a really hard thing to push further than someone who's selling stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna interrupt you guys. I've just mm. noticed in the comments that Bella too, your mic is off. I'm guessing. Oh shit. Oh no! We, uh, oh no! We've been talking over you. There we go. No, no, no! Don't worry. Hey, there you go. She's back. There we go. I just, I just saw that in the comments. There you go. I saved us. All right, I saved cool. us from trouble. So speaking of the comments, got Sorry, another one here. Uh, no, no worries. Got Ty Pooley. <laughs> uh, logic thought process is actually on point, simply because a parent would, in quotes, given the day and age we are in, get rabid and lose their minds trying to sue Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. Oh sure. Uh, yeah. I mean. Definitely the reason why they went after, if not for, I mean, just again having pokey. But I mean, like, I, I, I feel like that would have been harsh having if it was that was it. But it's got to be something more. At that point, I feel like anybody that has pokey in their name is gonna need to change it. It's yeah. Like, pokey name. Yeah. 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 Po- pokey like, name. Yeah. Like that's the first thing I thought of. I was just like, if they're going after that, she's such a huge star, and did no like hate towards that, and like don't want to create any of that. But like. If they're gonna go after her, why wouldn't they be going after her as well? Like yeah. that—that's where it, make, it makes me think it is that whole adult entertainment side. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's even more crazy. Yeah, because I—I got—I literally saw Pokemon on on Twitch uh, just the other day. It's I'm like, no, you're still there. Because I, I thought that same thing too. I was like, well, maybe Pokemon's gone, and nope, Pokemon's still there. So, yeah. but th- does he sell merchandise though? That's the thing. It, I'm sure if it's her selling merchandise as well as being an adult entertainer, then yeah, she uh, she pretty much like screwed herself over with that one. Pokemon's a, a girl too, and uh, I, 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 she sells her own, I think, line of merch. But it, her 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 username is just Pokemon. Gotcha. But is it is the merchandise like branded for her? I, I again, I haven't seen the merchandise Never that, that yeah, I, I mean, I, was selling. So it's it's hard for me to to weigh in yeah. fully on this, but. Um, yeah, like if you're selling stuff that say has a, a, again, I don't know Pokemon, a Jigglypuff sort of thing, which now that we're talking about adult stuff is maybe the worst Pokemon I could have chosen for this. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Oh, fuck. I have no way. I have no exit strategy here. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You you put yourself Uh, in the corner there. You guys understand the gist of what I'm saying, and I'm going to back out of this sentence right now. And he's backing up slowly, slowly. Yep. Yep. Speaking of, I'll we'll, see you guys next. 
<laughs> we'll, we'll move on here. We'll save you, face. Xbox Thank 360 you. cloud saves are going to be able to transition to the Xbox Series XS for all users soon. Now, right now, it's an already available feature, so it's not necessarily new that it's coming, but Xbox is opening it up to all users, regardless of whether or not you're an Xbox Live subscriber. Um, again, there's some, some feedback from somebody here. Who's got the feedback? Definitely not me. <laughs> oh, it might be me. There's, I think just a little bit good start. Anyways, but yeah, so, uh, so 360 save transitions, though. I mean, I, I think that's a rather big deal considering that you're talking a system that came out almost 14, 15 years ago. They're now taking saves off that and cloud saves right up the Series SX with those games being backwards compatible. Um, Wes, being a dev, how tricky would that be? Um, it would more just be a case of whether or not the, the system can handle that, that save type, which if it's, um, if you're able to, to play those games on the system anyway, then it, it kind of is, is a moot point. Um, mm -hmm. you're just basically grabbing a file and the game knows what to do with it. Um, the only, the only issues that you might run into would be corruption and download that sort of thing, but that's. That's always a concern. Anytime you're pulling something, uh, as a download <laughs> that you could get some sort of corruption happening um but yeah i mean the 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 save file itself uh, it, as long as it's in a fairly reasonable format should mm -hmm. be uh pretty pretty safe to to do that sort of thing so bell two and danny i'll start with you first bell two would this give you any inclination or any desire to go and chase down that xbox 360 you may have buried in your in the closet or is it kind of like ah, eh, not that kind of a big deal I don't think it's a big enough deal. Uh, I like what I've got, <laughs> so I'm probably not going to go digging it out and brushing off the dust. But who knows? You know, maybe maybe something will spark my interest, and I will pull it out, and we'll, we'll see. I'll let you know if I change my mind on that. <laughs> what about you, Danny? Well, I'm definitely going to go through my warehouse in the back uh, and make sure I find it. But um... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> But no, honestly, it's it's a great idea for for people who still have it around and kind of you know can get to it, right? For me, you guys know I don't have an Xbox 360, uh, but uh, or you know an Xbox in general. Uh, but it's great to have those cloud saves. Like I, it it does miracles for me with my switches. I have I have three Nintendo switches that I jump back from different streams and stuff. So it's it's a hell of a lot easier to transfer my save data over to each of my switches so I can continue where I left off. That is nice. That is nice. I, I have to say, I, I'm my 360 is long gone, so I don't know if I'll ever be able to get the saves. Um, I mean, I wish I could at this point. I wish you guys, I, I wish I knew this was going to happen, but uh, I don't know. It's one of those things like I didn't, I didn't think that my save files would be able to 14 years later be retrieved. Um, I would be like so far removed from uh, from like having played those games that I would probably just start again. Yeah, pretty much. It's... I, I don't know what I'm doing in, you know, what what was I trying to do in Mass Effect? You know, the, for whatever save, I'm just going to start again. Right. Uh, speaking of Mass Effect, though, since you brought it up, is there an incoming Mass Effect trilogy announcement imminent? I mean, this is kind of a game that I think we all know at this point exists. 
but EA is stubbornly not mentioning it. It has been uh, released. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, it has been rated in South Korea now. Is the latest spot that it has been uh, rated. It's known as the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and there is a potential for N7 Day, which I believe is November seventh, for the reveal to be there. Danny, you excited for Mass Effect? Uh, if I've ever played one, I have <gasps> actually, yeah, I know it's shocking. I've actually never played. <gasps> I, wow. I, yeah. <laughs> I have, I've had people, uh, cause I, I like that style of gameplay, but no, I've actually never played one. Um, so yeah, that I can't say much about that right now. We Jake's got... looking at Jake's looking at me, he's shaking his head. I can tell the <laughs> I can tell the anger coming out of that man's eyes. I got Joe Scoban chat. She's like, gasp, neither have I. I'm just shaking my head at the both of you right now. God. <laughs> Bella That's too. Awesome. You've played Mass Effect. Looking forward to it. I love Mass Effect. Like <laughs> you can't go wrong. Commander Shepard, come on, right? Paragon or Renegade? Renegade. Ooh, yeah, Renegade's fun. Paragon, it's like it's overdone. There's there's too many there's too many paragons. Renegade, you're just like you, know, you pull out the gun, shoot the person back of the head. You're like, oh, that was really bad. <laughs> I like to dabble on the dark side sometimes. Nice, Wes. Would you be excited for this? Uh, I want to see it. I want to see like, are they just like doing a a a remaster, like a a HD remaster? Are they doing like full on? Like making this thing more modern, making it look better. Because the first Mass Effect was what two thousand seven. Well, so like thirteen years is maybe a long way to go back. And there's certainly some aspects of the original Mass Effect that I don't want to play again. Um, driving around the surfaces of planets, for example. Um, but yeah, I'm, I this thing has been rumored and rated in so many countries at this point, like they need to announce this thing because it's the worst kept secret. This <laughs> is horrible. I mean, like, like we, we like, I don't even know what to say at this point, EA. It's the game is already known. Just, and that's the problem. Like we can't actually say, is, is it a full HD remaster? Is it this? Because they haven't announced the fucking thing. <laughs> we just, we're like, well, Mass Effect legendary edition for the PlayStation four and Xbox one. I'm guessing it's not a new one, <laughs> you know. Like no. to me, it's maybe it it'll surprise us. You know, right? wouldn't that yeah, be maybe... kind of amazing? I'd be okay with that. I, I was would say be... maybe it's in the it's in the uh, it's in the final stages of being uh, released. Come on, guys. Well, <laughs> I don't know. After Andromeda, I don't. I don't know. I don't want oh, any more surprises. I don't know. <laughs> that was the uh, masterpiece, right? That that was like the highest rated one, and. You know, oh yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. If you're gonna play a Mass Effect, that's absolutely the one to play. That's the, fir- that, that's the first one I should you go for. That's yeah, yeah. Forget the other. The forget the first three. Those are trash compared to Andromeda. That's the one you want to play. Perfect. I knew I can yeah, count I'm you. I'm sure it's like two bucks now. Like yeah. <laughs> so Andromeda came out in March. I I don't know the year 2015, 2016, whatever. Fucking. It was a couple of years. Yeah, a few years ago. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. The game sucks. Yes. Um. I, I, thought was, I thought it was the best one. Come on. I touted that game it? so much at my store to my fellow employees. I was like, Mass Effect's the greatest fucking thing ever. How dare you even think of another game? Mass Effect, Mass Effect. Just you wait till it comes out. <laughs> oh, man, was I biting hard months after that, biting my tongue and just being served cold dish of, oh, Mass Effect, eh? 
That's 1999 brand new. How you feeling three months later? That, that game <laughs> killed Mass Effect. That game killed that franchise. Do you still have copies, Jake? I, might uh, I probably have used copies at this point. I mean, like, I still haven't, <laughs> I still haven't beat the game. Um, I, I, it's, I think you're it, good. It's like Halo 5 to me. It took me three and a half years to beat Halo 5 because fuck that campaign. That was that was such a horrible campaign. But, I mean, oh my god. It was... Uh, I just, I'm just, I'm just going to leave that. I don't, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm done. Mass Effect. Mike, I, the mic drops. I, just... I want the Legendary Edition. I loved one through two and a half. I don't... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope I hope this thing is real. I hope it does get announced. I hope it comes out. Um, it's uh, I, I I would question kind of like what it is, given that it's probably going to be PS4, Xbox One. It, it seems like to to announce that just before the next gen consoles come out, kind of makes me wonder. Hey, like how much is actually going into this? How much work is it? Just kind of like. Hey, we pasted these three games together. Go ahead. Yeah, right. Or some money, please. <clears throat> or maybe it's going to be a both. Yeah, maybe it could bad. be. Maybe it could be like a PS4, PS5, Xbox One, sure. Xbox Series kind of launch. The delays, yeah. the delay game going pretty hard here. Got one more topic for you guys before we head to our first break, and uh, we mentioned this a little earlier. I think I, we I, probably actually before the stream, but Doom Eternal. Runs on almost anything, including a fridge. If you haven't already seen it, there is footage out there of <laughs> the game Doom Eternal, thanks to the Cloud X, running on pretty much anything. Sorry, X Cloud running on pretty much anything out there. It's rather nuts. It's cr- that's that's insane on a fridge, on a fridge. Anything with a screen, man. A- anything with a screen, it can it run Doom? That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, not always is it Doom Eternal, but you know, I've seen Doom running on like the LED displays of keyboards. Yeah. So yeah, uh, if it's got a screen, can it run Doom? I, I thought I saw something where Doom was running on Minecraft Sheep. I I I, I didn't explore it very far. I was at work. It like came up across my you know my my, my Facebook feed, and I was you know, like an article from IGN or Kotaku or somewhere, and I was like. Huh. I don't know. It doesn't even. It just looks like a bunch of colored sheep to me down there. But I guess that's Doom. Okay. It's kind of. Uh, yeah. But here's uh, Doom running on Minecraft sheep. Oh, see, that's a real thing. There yeah. you go, folks. I was not kidding. <laughs> it, was, it was not a, a fake news article. What's the news here? <laughs> right? Yeah. A bunch not. of people just like, took to Google. <laughs> what the hell is it? Yeah. So, but. Danny, I'll, throw, I'll go to you first. Would you play a game like Doom Eternal or any other game on one of these like random devices? Like, would you play it on a, a, a fridge TV? Like, like, would you do that? Would you would you go through all that time and effort to like actually sit down and play it off your TV, your fridge? Well, first of all, I'll be standing because you know it's a fridge. But uh, yeah, definitely. Like, I'm not there to eat, man. I'm there to game. <laughs> that's that's the main point. I, I don't I don't want to get what's in the fridge. Like, I want my giant LCD screen on my on my fridge to be like a high definition Doom action going on. No, it, it's it's weird. It's dumb. But 
hey, like like you guys said, if it uh, has a screen, it's playing Doom. Bella, what would you do? Would you? Would you? Hundred would... percent. Yes. Really? <laughs> no, no question here. I'm like, you're right where the snacks are. <laughs> like, if you want a snack, you need a drink. Just open that fridge, reach in. You don't even have to stop gaming. Hello, yes, take my money. You know what this sounds like to me? Has anybody seen that South Park episode with the World of Warcraft? This kind of reminds me no. of that. No, you should. You're missing out. You should. Because this just <laughs> reminds me of that where you have the snacks, you've got your chair, and I mean, it's just like, you don't have to go anywhere oh, else. You... Oh, oh my God, yes. Like, it, it, like Wes, you have... Is that why you don't watch South Park? Is because of the puns? <laughs> it, it, it does not help. Case. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Because I'm not gonna lie. Jill, stop it! <laughs> I mean, that episode is is accurate in a way that I really don't want to. I really don't want to think about. It's like, <laughs> damn, there's my childhood. It's like, fuck. Oh, that is. <laughs> Their transformation is something. Wes, would you play a game like Doom Eternal or any of the other games on a fridge, small device? Like, would you? If I went somewhere and if I was at like some electronic show <gasps> or something like that, and someone was like, "Hey, we've got Doom running on." this washing machine i'd be like yeah okay i'll try this out for a second but god probably not god <laughs> like outside of that that like i want to see it for the novelty that like i want to see it for the novelty for me it would it would never be a case of like i want to play it on this it's just i want to know that it can it yeah that's something there oh you know i think the only way that uh I may end up doing that is if it had some sort of ability to transition the saves of your games. So like, let's say you're down in the living room, and then you're like right in the mid middle of a multiplayer match, but you know the body starts to move, and you <laughs> you gotta move. <laughs> so if you had like a screen in the bathroom where you could like swap over and then like run over there, like and into the fridge too, like you know. Game, same thing like mid game mid snack like you're running up and it's like if you had the ability to switch between the TVs I think that would be really cool well I was going to say most uh, most fridges now have Wi-Fi, buddy so may maybe that's a possibility it is uh, Turtle Dew says it's Nerdy Northers for Canadians <laughs> it's for everybody but we are a bunch of Canadians was it the abouts that kept coming out true <laughs> So we're going to be going on a break here in just a moment, folks. But uh, we're going to quickly read off for you guys the games that came out. Where did my list go here? I did have a list up. Where has my list gone? Ba, 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 da, ba, ba. There we go. Sorry there, folks. So games that just came out this week that uh, if you haven't already had a chance to play, you definitely should. We had... Doo -doo -doo -doo. Foregone launched on a PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch back on October 6th. Ride was on yeah. October. Yeah, Ride was on October. I, I worked 8th. The company that made that. Foregone. Woo. Full, full transparency. I, I work where that was made. Nice. Well, there you go. That's pretty awesome. We got an in-house uh, in-house guy working on working on Foregone. Ride 4 was October 8th. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. 
I Am Dead was PC and Nintendo Switch, also October 8th. A game called The Survivalist is PS4, uh, PC, and Nintendo Switch, as well as Xbox One on October 9th. FIFA 21 came out October 9th for the P- PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Ben 10 Power Trip was on October 9th. PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, Nintendo Switch. Torchlight 3 Action RPG game was PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Remothered Broken Porcelain. Looks like a horror game I wouldn't want to play because I hate horror games. <laughs> Survival <laughs> horror. PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Not looking like it's getting the greatest reviews there on Metacritic. 41 on PC right now. Uh, G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. Guys, I've seen that about a 57 right now. PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Cloudpunk came out on the 15th for PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. We were just talking about that one, weren't we? Right before yeah. the stream. And uh, 47 right now on Metacritic. Uh, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition for the PC was out on the 15th. 17, it's a, or It's got about a 77 right now on Metacritic. NHL 21 for PS4 and Xbox One. Came out also on the 16th. And two other ones. We got Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Also came out on the Friday there. Nintendo Switch exclusive. But a 75 on Metacritic. Last but not least, Jack's Box Party Pack 7. For PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Thank you everybody for tuning in so far. We're going to take a short break here. And when we get back, we'll be back with more of the gaming news that you don't want to miss. See you in a few minutes. Hey everybody, welcome back to Player to Player, our weekly gaming talk show here at Nerdy Northerners, where we discuss the weekly gaming news that you don't want to miss. I'm joined by three of my co-hosts. We have Wes, Danny, and Bella2. Bella2 being our new arrival this week. So far, we've had some pretty good conversations. There's been a lot that we've discussed from Mass Effect to Nintendo going on a Sue streak. and Not Sue streak, but suing. Uh, suing that <laughs> Poker Princess there. We got some more good ones to talk about. You guys ready? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. First one we're going to dive into here is uh, a little bit on the Xbox side of things. There's going to be a little bit Xbox and uh, Sony news here coming up. So the first of which is that two former Naughty Dog employees have joined the Xbox Studio The Initiative. And I find this particularly particularly interesting because of all the moves that Microsoft has been uh, been making lately. Um, Lee Davis, uh, who was the uh, melee and uh, head of melee animation over at Naughty Dog, uh, he is the now lead game uh, gameplay animator over at the Initiative, and Lauren Garcia, who was the uh, character shading technical director at Naughty Dog, is now the senior shading technologies. That doesn't even make sense. You think like technologist? No, it's just yeah, senior shading technologies. Uh, at Microsoft's self-described Quad A developer, we had a discussion about Quad A developers before. Um, what do you make about this, Wes, as a developer and this Quad A, the initiative, the prestigious initiative? I, I still think Quad A is a stupid thing, uh, and it's just marketing PR bullshit. Um. I, I mean, it's it's not surprising to see people kind of move studios and that sort of thing. That's that's fairly common in the industry. Um, people, especially when you're working uh, somewhere somewhere like Naughty Dog, where they do a lot of those like character narrative driven action games. Um, 
and sometimes you just kind of get bored of doing it. You, you want to do something else. You want to try your hand at a different game. Maybe you want to do a first person shooter. You want to do a racing game or strategy game or what have you. And so it's it's not not unusual to see people jump ship. Um, I will kind of point out though that Naughty Dog's sort of gotten some attention for the way that they treat their employees mm-hmm. over the last few months after the release of uh, uh, Last of Us Two. Yeah. Um, and that that's sort of been their their mo for a while of just kind of like driving you into the ground and either you are quote unquote passionate enough to do it and to like kill yourself to try to do it or you're quote unquote not um, which is shitty so um, you know hopefully that the you know that that those two kind of get better footing and and kind of enjoy themselves a little more and get back to like being actually being passionate about making games because. Everyone that makes games is passionate about it, um, and they shouldn't be exploited for that passion. Ty Pooley says, Quad A, ain't seen, ain't seen something that deserving of praise since Kodar, Knights of the Old Republic. Beltu, what do you make of publishers uh, declaring their games to be Quad A? Oh, I think your I mic's muted. Oh. Oh, oh there no, you go. no, no, no. It's, it's sorry. It's, it's, it's finicky sometimes, so it'll it'll appear I am not here, but I am. Uh, uh, honestly, I don't I don't know what to be honest, I don't I don't really know what quad A is, so So I'm Quad A sure. No one does. So I'm right? like, I don't know what so I'm like I don't know how to answer that. You you want triple A? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's just, oh. it's just it like has an extra A. Okay. <laughs> Well then, you know what? Just settle for triple A. Come on, we don't need yeah. no quad A. Yeah. Get over yourself. Yeah, and it's just it's just silly. And you know, we're gonna get the what sank A and you know penta A. I don't, I don't know. It's just too Quality many, A. right? Just, you know, triple A, double A, single A. There's too many. Yeah, too many, too many. What about you, there, Danny? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm exactly like Bella right there. I uh, I didn't know what the hell we were talking about about <laughs> quadruple A there, or but now I know. So thank you for clearing that up. So what about uh, these two guys joining the initiative? Does that excite you at all? Do you think it's uh, do you think it's anything anything to do with Naughty Dog and and uh, well, the... I I think that you know since they left Naughty Dog, it won't really be Naughty Dog, but you know. They might be doing something better on the new company that they're going to, or I should say to Microsoft. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm sure we're going to see them uh, sooner or later, or or who knows, because Microsoft is kind of not, they have, they have the publishers, but mm-hmm. they haven't really utilized them very well, or I should say uh, haven't let them do their thing. But I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what they, what they accomplish. Speaking of Xbox, like I said, there's going to be a little bit of Xbox and Sony news uh, coming up here. We're going to go with Xbox. I got Sony coming up. Don't worry, folks. But Xbox Game Pass gets three new classic adventure games added to it uh, this week. And they are a trio of Lucas Art, uh, Arts adventure games. Grim Fandango Remastered, Day of the Tentacle Remastered, and Full Throttle Remastered. Have to say, I've never played a single one of these. Um Danny, good. Danny, you yeah. neither. I've never heard of those before in my life, so. All right, Wes, <laughs> I'm going to start with you first, then. Uh, well, okay, so they are—they're all awesome games. Uh, Day of the Tentacles, the sequel to Maniac Mansion. If you're familiar with that title, instead, 
No. Jesus Christ, guys. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these these are just they're they're golden age uh, adventure games. Um, the the height of kind of the the Lucas Arts adventure games. Um, full throttle full throttle is is kind of like a biker adventure game. You you okay. play as a biker in kind of this this desert town sort of thing. Uh, Day of the Tentacle is a uh, fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> Sounds it's weird. Really cool. it's, it's really cool. It's so cool. It's so fucking awesome. Um, and um, Grim Fandango, you play at how do I how do I describe what you do in Grim Fandango? You're you're dead, <laughs> and you're um, helping people to transition from being alive to being dead. You're helping. Okay. You're helping to sort of smooth that transition for people as they as they <laughs> enter the afterlife. Um, I like it. I like it. Like, like you know, you know names like Tim Schafer yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing. These mm-hmm. are the games that are why you know those names. Um, like the these are kind of where those those guys sort of came from. Okay. Um, gotcha. So right. yeah, I mean, I, I highly recommend checking them out. Uh, either like through through these remasters or like just scum vm or something like that because you can still play those original ones um and yeah just the the games are fucking awesome they're old school adventure games so they're not intuitive all the time it's the the rubber chicken with the pulley in the middle sort of puzzles mm. sometimes um but uh but yeah i highly recommend them they're funny they're clever they're they're just they're a ton of fun and when you can figure something out Without having to go to a walkthrough, you feel like a fucking genius. Belta, I yeah. saw some really happy head nods there. I'm assuming you played these too? I love Grim Fandango. So, like, I'm just like, 100%. You, you sold it perfectly. And, like, <laughs> you know how I was saying you feel accomplished after certain games and, like, figuring stuff out? That's one for sure. Like, once you figure it out, you're like, yes, I did it. <laughs> I didn't have to look it up. I figured it out on my own. I'm still a kid at heart. <laughs> great success. Great success. I'm, I'm going to have to check those out. I will have to check those out. Yeah, the humor in those, like that game alone, is just like you won't be disappointed. And that was Grim Fandango. Yeah, yeah. It's, it Grim sounds Fandango, like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there, a there's cover, such right? like a charming character to those games. Uh, less so with with um, uh, Full Throttle. Uh, it's a little bit more on the the serious tones, but mm-hmm. um, it it still has its moments in there. It appears like it does. I, I, I I'm going to have to look. the Grim Fandango. That one looks like really good. The art, the art looks really like really good, cute. that one. Yeah, that looks good. Well, there's another game that's on Game Pass, too. Um, I played this a long time ago when it first came out. Rainbow Six Siege is possibly coming to Game Pass, though. Wes, you mentioned that. I guess that has now been confirmed. Mm-hmm. October 22nd, October so 22nd. Thursday. Now, there's a there's a really cool little image I had seen there. It was, uh, it was of uh, Xbox Game Pass. His Twitter had put it out. It was a medieval-style image, and it had a fortress that was under siege, and it had a rainbow going over top of the castle, and the rainbow had six. There's six rainbows. So it was a really cool way for them to announce Rainbow Six Siege was uh, was coming to their consoles. I think that's a pretty decent one for them. Uh, uh, Redeemed Hydrate. Well, I guess you got to take a drink then. So there you go. What do you guys make of that, though? Rainbow Six Siege being on Game Pass? Everything's on Game Pass. Bella, too, you were mentioning Game Pass is life. Game Pass. Like, give me more on Game Pass. Oh, they they keep giving me more, so I can't actually say that. Um, it's been great. Like, I love 
love, love, ever, love everything they've been putting out there. I haven't actually played this yet, so maybe it's something I'll look into. I know uh, my chat, like, when I'm streaming, have mentioned this before, so it's worth a look. Like, why not give it a shot, right? It's a big multiplayer game. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, I don't even know how they do it. It's magic. Magic. It's magic. <laughs> Too good. Even magic, magic. So, like I said, (laughs) I don't know. It's all good. It's all good. You're good. (laughs) Like I promised everybody, I do have something for PlayStation Five. The UI was revealed. It looks pretty sleek. Reminds me of Xbox a little bit. With, um, I mean, I I guess how how different can you make a UI though? I mean, I'm an Xbox guy, so of course I'm gonna say it reminds me of Xbox with how they've got their icons, but. It also looks like the PlayStation 4 uh, UI, too, with the selection of uh, options that they have at the front, at the top. Wes, you're more Sony. What do you make of this? Uh, I mean, I, I thought it was cool. Um, there's there's some interesting ideas in there um, with being able to to directly through the system kind of get those those hints and find those videos that... Uh, that will kind of point you in the direction you need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, since that all seemed like it was developer created, I question how many third-party developers are actually going to do that sort of thing. Um, they also had, and I thought it, I thought it was interesting, but then the, kind of the more I thought about it, I I have more and more questions. Uh, one of the things they showed, and and Microsoft's done this for a while, um, is to show you how close you were to to a trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft has done this with like a percentage thing, but yeah. but the PS5 UI is actually going to try and show you in minutes. So it's going to say you're you know you're ten minutes away from this trophy. Um, but I kind of want to know how. Like I, I assume that they're they're pulling some sort of data as as people sort hit trigger points or something like that mm-hmm. to do that because certainly on games like uh, like say Demon Souls, a, a, a launch game you could be, you know, one boss fight away from the from the the trophy, um, but you might not be five minutes from beating yeah. that boss. You might be several hours from beating that boss because you're gonna die, you know. Uh so I, I'm I'm curious to see kind of how that thing sort of shakes out as as the games come out. Um it was nice to see sort of like a, a good snappiness to it, um like good speed to to the UI. Um but it, I mean, at the end of the day, I was kind of like, it's it's nice to see more of this. Why I had to wait so long, I don't know. But it's it's nice to finally see what that system is going to look like when I'm playing it. Yeah. It, it, it to me, there's I don't know, not not a whole lot of differences in terms of their like overall aesthetic of it. It is interesting with the the minutes there. They have to be pulling some sort of average, and I wonder if that's because I mean everybody's so time crunched these days, you know, look, looking at an achievement in it saying, Oh, you have to go and defeat the dark Lord of this. And you could be, I, 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 again, it's going to be really interesting how they determine how far away you are from something. Like what if you're playing an open world game, like Skyrim? Like they, they seem to show like that they had these activity cards that you could almost say like, okay, I want to go do that. And then it would load the game into a state where you could, Okay. But it, it it wasn't entirely clear how that would function across like 
various types of games um whether it, like open world i i would imagine it, you could just trigger a fast travel um but what about narrative stuff like how does that work what if the the game doesn't have that that concept of like being able to go back and replay chapters without replaying the whole story mm-hmm. so I, I i'm curious to see how that how that shakes out as as more and more games come out what about you there bella too have you seen the ui what do you think of it I think it looks pretty nice, uh, pretty intuitive, like, goes with the flow. I don't hate it. I'm in- I'm really interested in both this whole, like, minutes thing, because I'm big on trophies, so I'm like, I like knowing how close I am. So I'm very interested to see how that plays out. Like, that's, that could be different. Mm-hmm. But I think you've got a point, like, if you're, if you ever want to run away from, with a boss, like, how many times are you going to die? That's going to be hard to track, unless they're going off of, like, maybe your past experience and what they've seen you play as. But I feel like that's going to be a little bit too too intuitive intuitive if that makes sense yeah that's a whole bunch of number crunching <laughs> yeah i'm like that's gonna be a little little bit much danny yeah i was while you guys were talking i was uh i, I went to uh the thing to see it it looks a lot like the ps4 to be honest like there's really not much of a difference at least from what i can see the uh the opening looks exactly the same as you would turn the ps4 on uh of course you have your uh your icon for your user and uh, everything looks identical except for the uh, like you guys are talking about the minutes uh, to to get the trophy. Um, they basically kept what worked on PS4 and just I don't know rebranded it a little, little touch ups here and there. But pretty much for at least for me, it looks identical. Hmm. Well, I got another PlayStation thing here for you guys, and then the last one. I got two more. I got three, three more things. Three more things in total. One's Xbox, one's PlayStation, and another one is odd. So we're, we'll go with the PlayStation first. Uh, and NBA 2K21 is being reported that the PlayStation 5's DualSense is going to simulate how tired your players are. So this te- kind of technology I had seen first. I had gone to E3 in uh, 2013. When the Xbox One the PlayStation 4 were first being shown off. And the Xbox Connect system and had those kind of things where it was how it could track you and even some of the things, the ideas that they wanted to put in, into the controller with having a heartbeat uh, beating in the controller, like your controller rumbling to your own heartbeat or the heartbeat that it wants to project in the game. It's really cool to see I mean, a sports game of all things kind of taking use of that and it's going to be i guess slowing down um yeah so like the right. it's going to be slowing down the the game for you in terms of your sticks and there's going to be like resistance on the sprint trigger there's going to be resistance on the uh, triggers in general for shooting moving that's just a lot of cool stuff i mean it's danny what do you think about this um yeah, um, I, I what was I gonna say? Totally paused out there for a second. Mine going. Come back to me. I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> I'll come back. Bellatu, what do you think? I think it's pretty neat. Like it's making it a little bit more uh, realistic, and like I feel like not necessarily lengthen up the games a bit, but I think it'll be really cool to see that and like have a more realistic uh, approach to so these kind of like these kind of games. I think the science behind it's cool. Yeah. Wes, as a developer, uh, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool idea. Um, 
not obviously not every game's necessarily going to be able to do something like mm-hmm. this um but i think it's it's definitely a cool idea and it it's depending on how hard it is to implement um it might just it, my my concern with these sorts of things are always like what do third party developers do like if i'm putting out a game on ps5 and xbox series x uh am i necessarily going to put in the extra work to get the ps5's controller shit working um but if it's not too difficult to do then sure you you could probably squeeze that in with a within the budget um but yeah they, they've been announcing a few things like this um over the over the last little while um i think they they had announced some of their some of their their uh examples of what it could do would be like uh abs breaks in a in a racing game that you know if you're familiar with abs when it turns on it kind of pushes back against your foot mm-hmm. um that you would feel that same sort of thing out, out of the trigger when you break um or like if your gun were to jam in in uh reloading in some first person shooter that you wouldn't actually be able to pull the trigger that it, it would the the trigger would lock um okay things like that that sound sound really cool hopefully it's it's fairly easy to implement and we can kind of get a lot of games doing cool things with it um and uh, you know given what sony did with the the ps4 and and having that speaker in there there's no reason for me to think that they're going to make it super difficult to to implement on the developer side um so yeah hopefully we we can see some some interesting ideas come from it it would be nice I really enjoyed seeing the technology display that like the Kinect sensor had back then, and I was really sad to see that they backed off the Kinect sensor and they stopped doing the things that they had said they were going to do because there's a lot of cool tech there. And uh, yeah, like the one thing I'd heard was and, and seen was the heartbeat sensor and the controller of it. You know, it, they would track the heartbeat in the game, so it would be rumbling in your hand, and it's just adding that horror. Like you're going down the corridor, and like you're. You know, if you're playing a character who's starting to get scared, like all of a sudden, like your controller's rumbling in your hands, like oh fuck, I'm oh shit. Cool stuff, cool stuff. Um, I could see uh, Kojima doing something with this. Yeah, I get. I get. Right? If anyone's gonna do something with this, Death Stranding two or whatever the hell he's making now is is probably gonna use this. So I'm gonna have a quick one here for you guys. Uh, it is really a really simple one, but something we've touched before with Microsoft purchasing Bethesda, there's that whole is does this mean that we are no longer going to be seeing those Bethesda titles like Elder Scrolls, Doom, etc. be showing up on PlayStation 5? Um, Phil Spencer had a few things to say, mostly kind of alluding to actually giving out the answer. Um, but when he was asked, is it possible to recoup a $7.5 billion investment if you don't sell Outer Scrolls 6 on the PlayStation? And he answered yes. Um, he said, I don't want to be flip about that. This deal was not done to take away gains from another player base uh, like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to play these games. Now, to me, that's just a very, very PR way of saying, well, you know, yes, we're not going to be launching them on the other consoles, but we're having them on so many other available platforms. And kind of where he went in there was literally the very next paragraph of his uh, of his chat is xCloud, PC, and Game Pass being, his, uh, being their main focus as well as the console base. 
you know, I, he literally says, I don't have to ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us. Whatever that means. Hmm. Whatever that means. Relative, what would that mean to you? Well, like, you're getting a huge audience, especially, like, being on Xbox platform and, like, having it available through Game Pass. Huge audience there. Um, but, I don't know. I like when games are, able, like, fully cross-platform and, like, everybody can play it. Because, like, then everyone's got a chance. Everyone can enjoy it. I, I feel like they should just have it for everybody. Be open on every everything. But not keep it exclusive, even though it is now technically an exclusive title of theirs. Mm-hmm. I've I have mixed feelings about exclusive. I'm like, because if you don't have it, then you have to go and buy like something specifically for that. And that's a lot of money to just throw down somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think everything should be just cross-platform. We're at an age where it should just, that's how it should be. Nintendo. I don't think that will ever happen. Nintendo's sitting behind their walled fortress being like, yes, you want a Mario Kart. I know you do. <laughs> I'll take my Forza, thank you. <laughs> Wes, what do you think? Uh, I I agree that like yeah I want I want cross platform for for every game. I want to be able to play whatever game I have on whatever hardware I have. Um, I it, but unfortunately I, I can't. What worries me about his comment though is seven and a half billion dollars is a fuck ton of money like it is an obscene amount of money and i don't know how you do that how you recoup those costs or how you recoup that 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 amount without basically putting it on whatever platform can support it without getting into some other type of shenanigans whether it be like paid mods on PC, which Bethesda has tried, uh, like microtransactions up the yin yang, like what are we, what are we looking at for them to be able to do that? Like I, Bethesda games do really well on PC, but they're not selling in the billions of dollars. Well, and if this, if this is what they're planning on doing. One of the main reasons that it's said that Microsoft went out to purchase a company like Bethesda is because from, what was it, I think it was April of 2020 to August of 2020, they saw their Game Pass numbers go from 10 to 15 million. Now, that's 15 million subscribers at $17 a month and change. I think it's like mm-hmm. I think it's like sixteen ninety nine or thinking there's something there's maybe seventeen ninety nine mm-hmm. for for a month. Still seventeen dollars times fifteen billion or sorry fifteen billion I wish fifteen <laughs> million fifteen yeah. million that's a lot of money. Now if you it, were to it, be able to quadruple that subscriber base and take that fifteen sure. and turn it into sixty and do sixty times seventeen a month. 60 million so, times 17 a month. So so just quick math, because I'm going to ruin the show with, with facts. facts. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> 15, 15 million times 18 is 270 million. 
a okay. month. It, it well, that's that would be yeah in in a single month. Okay, so if I do. You keep talking. <laughs> I'm going to figure out the rest of it. <laughs> so two hundred. There's like two hundred and seven million in a month, and that takes a year. So in one year, they're they're generating two point four billion. Yeah. That's uh, twenty. It's twenty twenty eight months. So you'd have to keep fifteen million people for almost two and a half years. But but then you go and buy Bethesda. That's a lot. That's a that's a bigger commitment. Not to mention that's that's at eighteen bucks. Like if you don't do the monthly thing, it's cheaper, right? Uh, Is it not? I think it's I a little. I, bit, I, th- I think the three months gets down to like forty nine dollars. So you're shaving off a couple dollars, like two dollars. Yeah, sure, sure. But so, still counts. I, I still mean, counts. Yeah, it still it still counts, right? So but, it's it's that's a lot to recoup. But if you're if, like, if, like Sony didn't make that much on the PS4. But it's like their so, operating profit was like eight billion dollars or something like that over the PS4's lifespan. Seven point five billion though, and in one year. Theoretically, you could recoup two point four billion. Now, obviously, that's not straight profits or anything like that. No, you you've got to go out and you've got to sign these deals. You you're paying for yeah. the development because when the fuck is Starfield coming out? Right. But you know what though? Even still, seven point five billion, and let's say they were able to pay off five hundred mil a year off that. Mm. That's not a bad investment. Eleven years in. Oh no! This is and a I mean, good investment for them, but and I mean that's yeah. that's saying if the numbers if that's saying if the numbers stay the same though too. Like if 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 they were able to jump that to thirty mil, that's a that's a big ask. Thirty million, man! Yeah. Imagine that though, like thirty million times seventeen dollars a month, and like they're oh, they're, yeah. they're they're almost bringing in five hundred mil a month. That's like three times. Oh, well, a little under three times WoW's best numbers. Uh, now, Will actually just let me know this. Uh, we got to get going here. <laughs> Will let me know that. I guess Final Fantasy 14, 15, whichever one's the MMO, has 22 million subscribers right now. 14. 14? Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, anyways. Does that include, does that include <laughs> the free-to-play ones as well? Uh, I'm not sure. I thought I thought oh, oh 14 anyway, it's 14 that's the MMO but maybe it has yeah, 22 that's, mil that's subscribers what I was okay 14. so I, I think it has 22 mil subscribers I mean that's pretty fucking close. that's pretty close that's good yeah if if that's not including the free uh subscribers then yeah that's really good holy shit <laughs> but anyways folks that's it for this week of player to player uh thank you Bell too for joining us and uh, we look forward to having you as part of our crew going forward here what oh, was her mic muted? Oh no, no, it's just so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I told you I knew quiet. it was gonna happen, right? <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me. Like, I'm so happy to be a part of the team, and like, really happy to be here every Monday and learn about everything that's going on in the world, world of gaming. And there's a lot. There's oh. a lot of little little nuances and little tiny things, and lots of great stuff. Lots of great. And stuff. like I said, we uh, we've definitely went over the hour mark. Uh, you know what? Like eight minutes. Eight minutes. Okay. You know, we did a lot better than like the 30 we're used to. 
Usually it's like 10.30 and it's like, fuck guys, we gotta stop. Like, come on. It was one week, almost 11, like it was almost two hours. <laughs> yeah. And we got pretty close. Yeah. Um, it's always great chatting with you guys though, Danny and Wes. And always fun, buddy. Don't forget, folks, yeah, you can right. find us, all of our previous episodes on your favorite podcast source. You can also check them out on YouTube. You can also find the previous week's episode here on Twitch. Don't forget to follow us, like us on the various sources. We'll be back next Monday from 9 to 10 p.m. with the gaming news of the week that you don't want to miss. And last but not least, going to leave you guys with two games coming out next week. There's no, not a whole lot. You got Amnesia Rebirth for the PlayStation 4 and PC, and Transformers Battlegrounds for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch on the 23rd. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. This is Player to Player, and have a great night.